Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the program, the daily devotional, and the podcast and videos when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and his special message in Psalm 42 called Hope in God. I guess in one sense, this is the pastor's uh, nightmare. You get up at a pulpit and there's nobody here. But we know you're all out there. And we know that some of you who uh, appreciate a connection to living truth or really uh, have moved out of state have now joined us for live streaming. And some of you have been waiting for this uh, moment for uh, quite a long time. And so here it is, kind of forced into it. But we're really glad that you're here with us. We're going to take a break from the book of Galatians, and we're turning to Psalm 42. And I would encourage you to sit back and relax. If you're in your pajamas, I'm jealous. But uh, hey, relax, grab your Bible, grab a device that you have the Word of God on. And we're going to turn to Hope in God, Psalm 42. Now, as we normally do, if you'd like to, we can stand for the reading of the Word of God. Well, Father, as we uh, are getting our Bibles together here, we are grateful for everyone who has joined us, grateful for the tech team and the great staff of Living Truth. And I'm so proud of their hard work, and I pray that you would bless them and their families. Uh, They have each gone the extra mile to uh, make these things happen, and I'm so encouraged by their love for you and the love that they have for your people. Lord, as Shane was singing, I was thinking about resurrection power raining down on this country, on the White House, on the schoolhouse, on the college university, on the church house, on every house in every neighborhood, not only in California and the United States, but around the world. Because Lord, I believe that you're speaking to us. I believe that you have a message for us. And I believe that message is, it's time to put our true hope in God. Would you help us, Lord, to take this time in the word of God as families are gathered, as individuals are gathered in different places. And we do miss one another right now, Lord. We have to say we miss the smiling faces. We miss the hugs, but we're going to be together again. And while we're apart, and while we, are, we have the blessing of this technology, I pray that it would be exploited all around the world to bring many people to Jesus Christ, to bring many people to the living hope that's found in him, and to bring some of us fully back to you, Lord. Because I think many of us would have to confess that we've been distracted. We've had other things that have taken first place in our lives. And interestingly enough, those things have been stripped away. And so now, Lord, we look to you afresh, with fresh eyes of faith, a fresh desire to have a season ahead of us that will be a season that we've been praying for of revival. Wouldn't it be awesome to mark this time as a time that catapulted the world into revival? May it start with my heart, May it start in this church. May it be for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And I normally say, and all God's people, so tech people and staff that are here, can you say it? Amen. (laughs) Psalm 42. Uh, Before I read the psalm for you, I want to remind you that we have uh, distributed the 
uh, 40 days of prayer, I really felt compelled that we needed to pray as a congregation. I would encourage you to spread the word on that, share it with your family, set that alarm for noon or whatever time you can pray and be praying and use those five R's. Uh, you can check that out from the website or the app here, Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears, Psalm 42, verse 3, have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go along with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival, verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. O my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Mitzar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night, a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to my God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. May the Lord write his word upon our hearts. And if you stood, you can be seated. God bless you. Well, here we are at Psalm 42. We're going to do some special messages during this season. And Psalm 42 is credited to the sons of Korah. And it may be because of the music that was given in the psalm, but many scholars believe that Psalm 42 is given from David. The words are from David. The prayer is from David. The uh, struggle is from David. Uh, many believe that the setting is when David had to flee from Jerusalem because his own son Absalom was trying to steal the throne from him. It was one of the more painful times in David's life and it was painful because David knew deep in his heart that he had really caused it. The Lord had said to David, the sword will never leave your house. And so each time something happened after David's fall with Bathsheba, he knew deep in his soul that it was a consequence of what he had done. And even with that, he cried out to God for mercy and grace. Scholars would point out that there's a connection between Psalm 41 42 and 43, and especially Psalm 43 with 42. In fact, they may be one psalm. And just to give you three of the cries that we see here in the psalm, it's, it's mentioned three times from the ESV. It reads, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? You can note 42.5, 42.11, and 43.5. J. Vernon McGee called this psalm the heart cry of the remnant in the last days. He even said he believed it could be used during the great tribulation period and is applicable to the redeemed of all ages. So this psalm is for me and this psalm is for you.
This psalm is called a maskil. You'll notice it's a maskil. This is the top of the psalm of the sons of Korah. A maskil is a teaching. It's an instruction. You could call this a roadmap. And since the main question is, why are you in turmoil, O my soul? This is a roadmap from turmoil back to hope. And if any, if at any time in my lifetime and in history, we needed a roadmap, a prescription for healing, a roadmap, roadmap back to hope, it's right now. I mean, the way things have moved so rapidly with this virus is amazing. And we need a prescription, a teaching, a lesson for hope. David opens the psalm this way. As the deer, 42.1, pants, he longs, he cries for the water brooks. If you have an ESV, the flowing streams. So my soul pants for thee, O God. Just as the deer pants for the water brooks. That's the opening image. So my soul pants for you, O God. In Joel 1.19 and 20, the end of a chapter, a long chapter on a locust plague and a call for repentance to ancient Israel. And it's interesting that there's a terrible locust plague right now that started in Africa, incredibly simultaneously with what's going on here with the virus and around the world. And uh, it's been called the worst locust plague, I think, in 25 years. The book of Joel is about a locust plague that happened and a call back to repentance of the people of God. We'll come back to Joel in a moment, but Joel 1, 19 and 20 does say, To thee, O Lord, I cry, for fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. The flame has burned up all the trees of the field. Even the beasts of the field pant for you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the pastures of the wilderness. It, there's a deep thirst in the psalmist's hearts, in David's heart, and it's, he says, it's my soul that pants for you. I have to ask you, what do you really thirst for? What do you really look for to quench the deepest longings of your heart? That's the question that I put before you. Some of you recently have returned to the old watering holes, if you will. And you have found that those things will never satisfy, but you've tried to go back. Right now, all the familiar has been stripped away. Isn't it unimaginable to think of how many things were simultaneously took off the table in our lives? Every major sport is shut down. Nothing to watch except reruns of all old golf tournaments. I've tried to watch a few of those. We have restaurants closed. We have uh, outdoor sports closed. We have pretty much the city is shut down. Everything. And it's unimaginable to think that this has happened, has been taken off the table. And some of the talk that I hear right now is talk about boredom. What am I going to do with this free time I have? But I have to be honest, I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about the Lord. And I believe that the Lord is sending a message to the world. And I'm not going to try to prognosticate about the reasons that this came and the cause of the virus, but I am going to say that oftentimes in history, God has used these times to energize his church and to draw us back to him. And one of my, one of my personal uh, goals during this time is to get close to God. I, I want You'll hear my more from Pastor Michael in a moment. I, I want to know him better. 
Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. What am I going to do with this free time I have? But I have to be honest, I haven't heard a whole lot of talk about the Lord And I believe that the Lord is sending a message to the world. And I'm not going to try to prognosticate about the reasons that this came and the cause of the virus. But I am going to say that oftentimes in history, God has used these times to energize his church and to draw us back to him. And one of my my personal uh, goals during this time is to get close to God. I I want my prayer life to improve. I want to know him better. I want to know my Bible better. And I spent a lot of time already in the Bible, but I want to know him better. And I think many of you are resonating with this. You see, does the Lord have your attention? Does he have our attention right now? He's asking, what do you really thirst for? What, What more will it take? Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? Are you thirsty? Do you want to drink it in? Do you think about the things in our world just for a moment? Think about the things that often distract us. Do they move us toward righteousness? That's a question I've been asking myself. Do those things contribute to me being filled with the Spirit, filled with the things of God? So many of the things that we we sow to have little or nothing to do with righteousness. Oh God, bring us back to a place of righteousness. What, you know, in our culture, I look at uh, today, things that are going on, things that have happened in our culture, there is a void of what is good, what is pure, what is true, what is right. It's almost MIA. What do you think God is saying? God said in Amos 8 and 11 and 12 that there would be a famine in the land, but not a famine for food, but a famine for the hearing of the word of God. And I, I really plead with you, if you're a pastor, get back to the word of God. We don't need gimmicks. We don't need shows. We need God's word. And that is going to really minister to our heart. The psalmist is in a spiritual drought. He feels distant from God. Maybe you have. For God's presence, he longs for intimacy with God. And his thirst cannot be satisfied outside of God. The world's water will never do it. Never. And oftentimes in Israel's history, I think we all know that Israel tried to turn to false idols. In Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. And he said in 11 through 13, has a nation changed gods when they were not gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. 
Be appalled, O heavens, at this, and shudder, be very desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. They can hold no water. Everything that they created is broken. It just leaks. It cannot satisfy. That's what Israel did. They went to false gods and they moved away from the God who is the living water. And it was just broken, dead cisterns, dirty water, not moving fresh water, but broken cisterns that just sprung leaks anyway. Man-made stuff. Remember in John chapter 4 when Jesus uh, had to go through Samaria. I think that's John 4, 4. And he had a divine appointment with a woman at a well. And that woman had come to draw water. And you know that she was a broken woman. She was a woman who had tried to go to all the hewn out cisterns. She had been married five times. She was living with a man. And Jesus met her at that well, at Jacob's well. And he said, woman, he, he asked her for a drink. And she said, well, what about social distancing? <laughs> That's just a little joke. <laughs> Stay six feet away. But it's kind of a joke, but kind of not. Because we, we learned there that Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. And Jews would often not even go through Samaria to return to Israel or to leave Israel. And Jesus offered her living water. You see, she was a broken woman, and Jesus had come to give her living water. Maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe you would say, I don't even know if I'm thirsty for God right now. Then why don't you ask God to make you thirsty? You see, there's so many thirsty souls, and if you remember the story, after the woman realized who Jesus was, she went and told other people in Samaria, and other people came to the living water. And right now we have a great opportunity, don't we? We have a great opportunity to practice Matthew 5.16, to let his light shine through us to others, to go and give living water to other people, amen? People who are desperate, people who are getting in fights in stores over the last cornmeal or the last toilet paper. Crazy stuff. Stuff that maybe you thought, man, I can't even imagine. This, this almost seems like a movie, but it's happening. This is a call to the church. I heard Tony Evans recently say, Pastor Tony Evans, as you wash your hands, and a lot of us are doing a lot more hand washing, go and wash someone else's feet. And I've heard some great stories. I've heard of church members putting prayer tables in their neighborhoods, church members uh, making sure that people are okay doing well checks, uh, church members maybe even thinking about uh, blessing somebody anonymously and helping somebody who's in need. And we're here for you right now to pray for you. If you're in a situation where you're in need, the, the body of Christ wants to be there for you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Verse two, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When can I go and meet with God? Now you might be saying, well, what is going on here? Well, the psalmist, if this is David, his deepest thirst, is to meet with God. He wants to draw close to God. Dead, lifeless idols can provide nothing. They do nothing for us. He wants, look at verse two, 
the living God. Every other God with a small g is a false God. It just cannot satisfy you. I want to show you an interesting passage if you hold a place in Psalm 42. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 45. I'm going to show you a few verses in Isaiah 45 to contemplate about idols and what they produce in our life, which is nothing good. Psalm, I'm sorry, Isaiah 45, 6 says, that men may know, 45, 6, from the rising to the setting of the sun, that there is no one besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. The one forming light, Isaiah 45, 7, and creating darkness, causing well-being, notice, and creating calamity. I am the Lord who does all these. Drip down, O heavens, from above. Let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up salvation and salvation bear fruit and righteousness spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of the earth. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, he has no hands. In verse 8, I've been kind of reflecting and thinking about the song by Michael W. Smith. I don't think he wrote it, but he sang it famously. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. You're listening to Hope in God, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 42. A reminder that Pastor Michael's sermons on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings will be live streamed until the coronavirus shutdowns are lifted. You can also watch previous messages from Pastor Michael, too. Visit walkintruth.com today. That's walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you may be feeling some fear right now, and even though we can quote Bible verses, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1.7. You still may be afraid, and let's be honest, we all have moments of fear, and maybe you're in a bit of a fear, maybe you're even in a panic, and maybe... It's even worse than that. What would be the remedy? Well, on tomorrow's uh, program on Walk in Truth, I did a message uh, very recently in the midst of all this crisis called Hope in God from Psalm 42. There's a couple of key thoughts I just want to give you, and I won't steal a bunch of the teaching, but here's what it is. Number one, you know, we can talk ourselves into depression and talk ourselves out of it. I heard John, John Corson say that, and Healthy self-talk, even giving yourself a pep talk, encouraging yourself in the Lord is apropos right now. Secondly, we need to turn our prayer to God. And it's healthy self-talk. Yes, that's one dimension. But of course, we want to pray. We want to be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. And so each time you're feeling some anxiety, cast it to God and try to do it immediately. This can be hard, but the moment that you feel one of those thoughts, maybe it's, you know, in the middle of the night, just say, Father, I'm going to give you that thought, Jesus, based upon 1 Peter 5, 7, I cast it to you. Give me your peace that passes understanding instead of me panicking. Instead of me being anxious and filled with anxiety, give me your hope. Put your hope in God. Psalm 42, 5 is a great place just to spend some time meditating on God's word and who he is. Well, hey, you can check out our church services at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the great church behind Walk in Truth, live. We're streaming them live 
at 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights and 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Now, the way that you can connect to our YouTube channel is simply just by going to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Remember, Wednesdays at 7 live, Sundays at 9 a.m. And I want to invite you to be praying, and I'm going to pray right now over you. And maybe you can just join me in prayer. If you're driving, just keep your eyes open. God will hear you, Father. I lift up every precious listener in our listening family everyone who is part of this ministry and those who may be tuning in to the radio for the very first time, Christian radio. And maybe they've heard something that grabbed their attention, something that they would have easily bypassed in the past or just said, no, I don't want to listen to that God stuff. But right now they're saying, oh Lord, what do you have to say to me? I'm afraid. And Father, I'm praying for that person that's feeling fear because they don't know you and that person who may be afraid who does know you. Either way, I'm praying that you would be a calm, a peace to them. And I'm praying right now, my friend, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just cry out to him and say, Jesus, I want to know you. I've heard that you died on the cross for me. I heard that you defeated death. I've been avoiding you and you've been pursuing me. I trust you as my Lord, my Savior, my God, and my King. Save me, Lord. Man, he is so faithful to save. Hey, if you made a decision to follow Jesus or rededicate your life, reach out to us at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'll catch you next time on the broadcast. Come back tomorrow for part two of this encouraging message from Pastor Michael called Hope in God. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to reach out with God's truth to encourage, teach, and bless you during this time of hardship.